Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Yang Gang Podcast. We're your hosts, Connor and Evan. We have new updates for you on the Andrew Yang campaign, as well as covering policies 11 through 14. So we hope you stay tuned for the next, I don't know, what, 20, 25 minutes. And uh, we'll let you be on your way and get ready for the new Game of Thrones episode and uh, whatever else you got going on on your Sunday evening. So, Evan, why don't you go first with the uh, policy number 11? Yeah, we're back here. Um, I just want to say it's it's great to be back with all of you here. But yeah, policy number 11, straight off the top, is get rid of the penny. I'm going to say this verbatim. It costs more to make a penny than it's worth. It consumes time and environmental resources. We will be better off without the penny. I mean, let's be real. When was the last time you used a penny? If you gave it to a homeless person, you're kind of a jerk. Because they can literally do nothing with it. (laughs) Well, I mean, they they can make a bunch of them, and then they can do something with that, in theory. Um... Probably we will be better off without the penny. Other countries have made this move, and it's positive. That's the tweet. Okay, so do away with the penny. Yeah, that's uh, policy number 11. This is a great way to have uh, our listeners uh, comment on our Twitter page about how they feel about um, this notion. Yeah. Get, a ri- get rid of the penny? I mean, does does anyone really use a penny? Yeah. Maybe in very, very rare instances... But um, the only time, I'll tell you, the, the time I do use a penny is dumping it in the Coinstar to get some money back. Yeah. And sometimes the Coinstar doesn't even like the pennies, so it ends up giving you back, like, a couple more than you wanted. Here is my question. Okay, to play devil's advocate about this one. So let's say you buy something and the change is, you know, 337 right? Which is a five and two pennies, and we get rid of the penny. And what is my change? Are you telling me they have to make the price on a five or a zero? Is that what you're telling me? They would have to tra- change the pricing system, right? Yeah, everything would have to change. I mean, when you see things for not? like three ninety nine, that would that's where a penny would come come yeah. to play. Yeah. So it's like. I give you four dollars. It was three. Well, okay. Let's be real. Is anything ever three ninety nine? No. It's usually like four twenty nine. You know, with tax. You right. know. So you see the three ninety nine. You're like, oh, I have four dollars. I'll get a penny back. Yeah, I <laughs> do feel like we owe it to the listeners to play devil's advocate on this podcast. So we do, do you want agree to be with fair this policy and or not? Realistic. Um. I guess, in, in, you know. From the perspective of, I mean, is it useful in my life? I, I have not used no. a penny in a long time. From that I, perspective, it seems like a good idea to get rid of it. If we're talking like larger economic implications, I'm not well-versed enough to speak on topics like that. Yeah. So I'm not going to make anything I, up on that. I could not agree more with that opinion. Um, but I do know that I get paid out frequently in pennies, and I go to a coin star like once every two years. It's nice to, you know, when you hit that coin star and you get like 60 bucks back because you never use change, you're always using your debit card. Very yeah. seldom do I use real cash anymore. Um, right. So, from from daily practical use, I'd say do away with the penny. Yeah. If, we're, if we're trying to like, 
if we're talking about, you know, what's your take on the reworking of the economy, I couldn't tell you the first thing. So I, I will keep my opinion to, limited to that. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to policy number 12. And that this one actually we, is the one we might expand upon the most. It's make Election Day a holiday. Many other countries have made Election Day a national holiday. We should do the same. It would increase turnout and strengthen our democracy. How many times have you heard that many other countries do this already and it's you know, uh, and the United States just for whatever reason says no. I totally agree with making Election Day a holiday where no one has to go to work. No one. I think that it really should be a national holiday. I agree with this policy a lot. There um, are the powers that be are actively pursuing voter suppression. And by making it a national holiday to those kind of people, that's their nightmare because, you know, imagine freeing up. Because when you have that random day off and it's like specifically to go vote for who's going to be running, you know, office in yeah. whatever area, um, you're definitely going to be more inclined that I can fit that in my day. Abs- Look, I can swing if, by the booth, the clock my thing, and carry the day on my day. Is to vote, absolutely. Because then you're like, wow, that takes what at most I don't know an hour of your day, and then you have what? Right. I believe in this individual. Click. Yeah. And then absolutely. you have, and then guess what? You have another. I don't know how many hours of your day left over to do whatever the hell I you damn well please. I 100% believe in this policy yeah. and support it. What Absolutely. else does he say on it? Um, let's read into the brief here. Yeah, how, how would he... Everyone eligible to vote on election day should be free to do so. Exactly. However, too many Americans are unable to take time off from work as they're living paycheck to paycheck and are hourly workers who can't lose time. Think about it. Maybe the universal basic income, you get $1,000 a month, that might give you a little bit more incentive yeah. to hit the voting booth because you're like, oh, well, you know, instead of like, oh, man, I had to work that day to make that $1,000, it's like, no, I had the holiday and I got, I just got the check from the government, so now I'm, you know, this is I might be more inclined idea. to participate in my, in my uh, politics because they're taking care of me now. Yeah. Not in like this socialist term of like, you know, overtaking the, the individual's powers, but um, yeah, can't deny that $1,000 a month extra would, would do you some good to get through, um, especially if you're living paycheck to paycheck, especially if your job's under threat of getting automated, yeah. which I'm jumping ahead a little bit and I, I won't get too far ahead, but just using the example where he was, where Andrew Yang was most recently in Nevada... It is considered to be the number one state in terms of the proportion of jobs that are subject to automation. Huh. Yeah, that's another thing we wanted to talk about here. But we don't want to stray. I, I, I just wanted to interject because it, it was fitting to that, to this, uh, what I was just speaking of under this policy. So we can continue to elaborate on uh, policy number 12. We'll get back to the, you know, his uh, town hall in Nevada and what's going on out there. Because it it's fascinating. Like, I, I I won't continue on because I don't want to take us off topic. So we're going to – we'll stick with policy 12. What else do you have to say about it? I, um, I believe in this. Well, what else does Andrew Yang have to say about it? Because I know you believe in this, but <laughs> yeah. you got to elaborate on well, it. Well, obviously he does. Election Day should be a federal holiday, but that doesn't go far enough. 
as it doesn't, okay, here's the thing, as it doesn't measure economic motivations, excuse me, as it doesn't ensure economic motivations won't keep people from voting. On top of making that day a holiday, we need to implement tax breaks for companies that pay their workers for the time taken off to vote. Mm. So basically... So he thinks of all the, of the old stuff. Dude, exactly. That's a detail I, would, I wouldn't have thought of. I wouldn't have thought exactly. of that detail. Exactly. Or at least have presented it to the public. Honestly, like... Can, carry we on, need this message to get out to more people. But yeah, I mean, that's all that they have on here. But yes, Election Day should be a national holiday. It, on par with July 4th. On, you know... With m- yeah. fucking Memorial... Oh, excuse me, I shouldn't say the F word. With Memorial Day. Yes. Um, Labor Day. Yes. Election Day. Yes. Okay, I think I just listed the four most American things you can do. You do exactly. Celebrate the, its like, independence, m- dude, celebrate its veterans, celebrate its workers, and like, us, and, and celebrate the right to vote. You talk about these things and a grill just lights it's up. It's the Hot most American thing you can it. do. Those four things. You know? And and the three out of four of them are a holiday. Yeah. Why shouldn't the fourth? Exactly. I.e. voting. Exactly. So, yes, I full-heartedly agree that Election Day is a national holiday. Election Day, a national holiday. Policy number 13? Policy number Well, before we continue to 13, 13 we, would, we, we are genuine in our request of our followers and listeners. Please comment uh, when we upload this. Please feel free to comment or direct message. Uh, we will share your message as well because, like I said, our whole the whole backbone of this is to spread the yeah, word and message. Absolutely. So if you guys have an opinion on these matters, these policies... Please feel free to share your, your thoughts, and uh, you never know. Maybe they can make their way back to Andrew Yang, and uh, if anything, give him more motivation to, to carry strong through this uh, tough election cycle. Yeah, and help I him agree. and continue to stand out amongst the twenty plus Democratic candidates at this point. I agree. Uh, and there's only about three truly qualified. One of them being Andrew Yang. I agree. Uh, policy number thirteen. Policy number thirteen is invest in quantum computing and update encryption standards. Other countries are investing billions of dollars in next-generation computers that could render current encryption standards obsolete. We should invest and prepare new standards. This is something I do not know a whole lot about because I... See, the the reason that we need... A tech-oriented individual. This man to get elected... Is for him to explain things like this to us. Yes. Because I don't know anything about it. Yeah. Um, you say quantum encryption, this, that, and the other, and you lost me. Um, but if, if this man knows what he's talking about, which it seems like he does, then uh, I'm willing to listen. Right. Is I this, really don't is know this, is this Is this regarding, like, security, like, privacy security? Um No, I, I don't know. I don't really don't know either. But we need to step our uh, we need to step our games up, and uh, you know. I guess I we have, I guess policy. we're forced to know you this now because the uh, well, no other politi- no, no, no other policies. no other voice is telling us to be wary of this stuff. Okay. Now we have a now we have a presidential candidate telling me to, to look it up. So okay, maybe I got to brush up on my okay. quantum encryption standard Number status. Number fourteen is a policy I really agree with. And new policy 14 
is public council of advisors. We should assemble a council of experts, artists, and thinkers to advise the president and the public on the issues of the day. If done right, it could improve both decision-making and public discourse. What are your thoughts about that? One more time. I got lost and I had read something post-quantum cryptography. And I'm just like, <laughs> what? what? It's, yeah, cybersecurity. Oh yeah, it's cybersecurity. Policy number 14 is specifically about having a council of experts, artists and thinkers, to advise the president and the public on the issues of the day. Artists and thinkers? Assemble a council of experts, artists, and thinkers to advise the president and the public on the issues of the day. That's Who are those people? How are they vetted? I mean, they're more or less probably vetted by, I mean, by by the public oh, consensus, qualified. right? Hmm. This is an interesting one. This is an interesting one. I can read the brief. I mean, it's definitely important because many uh, career politicians get disenchanted from daily life. Not disenchanted. They get um, very much separated from. daily life yeah and so yes a, a, some sort of direct line to you know what is the public thinking what what's the day-to-day -day issues I mean they they have a team of people who who are studying this right in the government maybe not yeah, I think that they do. I would hope that they do. But I don't think... I mean, in the Trump administration... Yeah, it's doubtful. Yeah. Given how things have unfolded. Okay, well... Um, carrying forward. Um, Andrew Yang was most recently in Nevada um, on his Humanity First tour. Um, and he had a town hall with 500 Nevadans. And uh, apparently went well. And as I mentioned earlier, according to Andrew Yang's campaign, that Nevada is the number one state in terms of proportion of jobs that are subject to automation. One study suggests that three out of five of the jobs in retail, gaming, hospitality, which is all of Las Vegas are in danger to be automated. Yeah. Um, MGM apparently announced recently that it's replacing its bartenders with robots and actually um, have implemented a few and people generally seem to be fine with them. They don't mind their, their bartender being a robot. I know robots are supposed to be introduced in the uh, uh, Olympics coming up, if I'm correct. Yeah. Um, so it becomes I, like, uh, what? What is? What are those people gonna do? It's gonna become a ghost town. There's not gonna be anyone who lives no. there. Dude, it's it's mind-boggling because this is what Andrew Yang introduced to us: is the reality of. You know, here we are, like, oh, look at Westworld, look how cool. Oh, it's like, it's, 
No, 20, it's 50, here. No, yeah. that kind of stuff is not really that far off for that, you know, made up. It's, it's like It's here. Um and Andrew Yang is raising the red flag unlike any other politician out there saying that um this whole automation thing is really going to stir the pot to put it lightly. Yeah. Yes, it will. Look, we need as a people, we need to change. There's no other way to say it. We have we to need do to adapt. it. We have to adapt. Our heads have been in the sand. Have to. Living in the glory of some post-war thing that happened decades ago. That time is gone. We need to face the realities of today. And some of those realities include an automated workforce. Yeah. If we've already lost 4 million jobs at this point, I mean, it's projected to replace half of the labor force. We're talking over 100 plus million people being out of work. We're having to like reimagine what work is for those people. Yes. And we and we can barely keep up with the technology that's coming around us. Our brains are struggling to keep up. There's all kind of mental health issues affected by it. I mean, it's it's uh more of a mess than I think we're giving credit to. And I think it's driving a lot of the problems that we are dealing with today as individuals and ultimately which becomes the overall culture yeah. that we're living in. Um, anyway, so Andrew Yang had a very good meeting. Apparently, he met with all kind, all walks of life there. Um, Nevada is the third state to vote and will help set the tone for the 2020 election. Um, he's still polling at about 3% in Nevada, but you know, according to him, that percentage is set to grow, and I believe it will. If we continue doing our part by sharing the message, sharing the word as much as we can continuously. Yeah. We, I know we plan on following this all the way through until Andrew Yang is no longer on the campaign trail. And even then, in, we don't know the what, White he, House. what, he, what he's going to be up to. Yeah. Um, uh, I, this weekend, he's going to be back in Ohio for, I believe, the 11th or 12th time. Because they are also one of the first states to vote. And they are critical. Um, and Iowa, he, and he's Ohio then in Seattle, Detroit, and Minneapolis, finishing with New York. Um, I still have a problem. He just, we need as many people who can listen I'm to his I'm just baffled that he's still possible. pulling at 3%. I am too. It seems like, I mean, it seems like he's gaining a lot more traction than that. What really needs to happen is these major networks need to talk about the man. But it's yeah. like, oh, he's talking about distributing money from the government to people. Like, no, his message cannot be heard. When in, when we both know, um, yeah, we need to get it out to as many people as can. So, if, as we can. So, if you are listening to this, please spread the message of this campaign of the Yang Twenty Twenty campaign. Yeah. So um, this this this. Before we wrap up, um, when I when I uh, read that um, the study that said three out of five jobs in retail, gaming, and hospitality are in danger, that is quoting a study done by the Institute for Spatial Economic Analysis. The title of this article is "Future Job Automation to Hit Hardest in Low Wage." Yeah. Metro- Metropolitan areas like Las Vegas, Orlando, San Bernardino. Yeah. Um, in total job losses is what. Yeah. Yeah. I um. 
these things are coming. These things are coming in, and right now I feel like the people to are being distracted by what the real issues are. Las Vegas share of jobs automatable, sixty five percent. Yeah. Of jobs in Las Vegas, El Paso, sixty four. San Bernardino, sixty two. Greensboro, North Carolina, sixty two. Bakersfield, sixty two. Fresno, California, sixty one and a half. Louisville, 61. South I'm, Carolina, 61%. I'm telling you that I had... Okay. Those are We're high numbers for jobs about to be automated. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm telling you about my current job, right? I, I don't think it's going to be... I had a conversation today with, with my significant other, right, about this. And um, about whether or not my job could be automated away. Okay, and I was like, I, for the next 10 years, I don't think so. That was a real conversation I had today. And and that's the problem that we're facing is that things are changing so quickly. This technology is developing so rapidly and people aren't... No one can keep up. No one, but people just are being, being fed the wrong things. They don't they know what's happening in front of their eyes. It's, and it's happening in front of their eyes, and we Again, need people to know. we're living with our heads in the sand, and we need to... We uh, need people to know and to listen and and to prepare for it and to know how to deal with it when it comes. And that's the message of this podcast. So, all right. We're about 20... We're about 22 minutes in. Um, did you have any additional messages? Uh, I do not. Stay tuned for uh, Andrew Yang's campaigns. And um, really what you can be doing is, is volunteering, donating, tweeting, commenting on our stuff. Um, and like I said, we'll do our best to share your thoughts and maybe they yeah. can make it back to Andrew Yang. And that could help influence, um, you know, how he conducts himself on the debate stage. Yeah. Giving him more examples of things to pull from and... Um, we are going to continue on doing our part until uh, until we can do no more. Yeah, I agree. But until then, Yang 2020. Yang 2020.